Well, welcome to Everyone Wednesday here on The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and you heard right. We don't just have Wednesday programming here on The Bottom Line Show. We have Everyone Wednesday. And we have Todd on the board. So you know what that means. It, nothing as far as the giveaways go. It just means cool bumper music. And uh, Crystal and Teresa are here. Joel's not playing golf. I mean, look at the weather. I mean, I know he likes to play golf, but, well, you you know. It's just, it's not good golf weather, I guess. Um, we'll give you the phone number just to kick things off. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number that gets you through to the bottom line. We have a powerful resource to give away today. Uh, we are going to be talking about mental illness. We're going to be talking, I mean, in light of, this is one of those God things, yet again, where we, uh, you know, we have a chance to talk to an author about an issue that's of grave importance. And then next thing you know, something happens in the news and it just so happens that we have this author scheduled to be on the show today. So it just, it kind of works out. But in light of the, uh, the shooting in uh, Nashville on Monday at Covenant Christian School and what we're learning about Audrey Hale, the shooter, and the number of people who, you know, obviously were impacted there, and new developments with regard to what was found in the search of the Hale home where Audrey lived with her parents. She has a brother and brother's not living at home anymore. Um, and then some new developments with regard to the history of the school and things that you won't hear. I don't want to say you won't hear anywhere else, but this is where, when it comes to studying what's happening in God's word and seeing the signs of the times around us, I like to do segments that we call analysis, balance, and clarity segments. And the reason we do uh, that, quite frankly, is so we can look at a story from as many different angles as possible, get as many different opinions on it as possible um, with regard to how it's reported. And then we can get clarity on the issue and what the real issues are. And then that leads to discernment, biblical discernment. When you get right down to it, this is when our emotions can play, they can really wreak havoc on what's happening in the world right now because we have a lot of emotional uh, things attached to what's going on. I mean, we're coming up on Holy Week, we're coming up on the Palm Sunday commemoration and the Easter celebration, and uh, part of our Everyone Wins prize packages that we have to give away today include uh, free downloads of Robert Morris from Word of the Word. Uh, he's Word... <laughs> Word in worship. He has a devotional for uh, Holy Week that uh, is free, and we'll give you the access link to that when you call 800-227-5278. We also have some great resources from Alistair Begg. In addition to this uh, book that we'll be giving away in the second half hour of the program today on mental illness, uh, written by a woman who uh, knows what it's like to have a child in the home who was uh, suffer suffered a traumatic brain injury, and this poor young lady many years later is still dealing with the after effects of mental illness. But before we get anything going here on the program, I, I want to share a word from scripture because I think it's crucial um, to hear what God's word has to say. And this is a proverb of Solomon that I think will serve us well in these challenging times. I mean, everyone's got an opinion about what happened at Covenant Christian School. Everyone has an opinion about why it happened. And were it not for the advent of the smartphone and then portable internet technology, for those of us who are 
old enough and young enough to remember the transistor radio and how revolutionary that was. Now the radio wasn't a big box stuck in your living room or uh, maybe, woo, it's in your car. Now you could literally carry it with you wherever you went and get news and entertainment and sporting events and things like that. Now with these personal computers that we carry in our pockets, we call them smartphones. There's all sorts of information that's available. And trust me, it's exhausting to read through all of it, come up with a qualified comment, and then, oh, by the way, you know, I I remember Vin Scully one time talking about uh, what it was like to be a play-by-play announcer. He said, well, you get to be a fan, which is fun. You get to watch the game. That's also fun. But you're watching everything that's happening in real time, just like everybody else in the stadium, only you have to describe it perfectly. And the difference is you don't know what's coming, right? The crowd could just react to it. But if you're the announcer, you have to tell them what they're watching while you're both watching it for the first time. So uh, early on when the Bottom Line Show started, um, our then general manager of the station was talking to me and the co-host we have at the time. And she said, Roger, you're the play-by-play guy. (laughs) And I said, thanks a lot. I really feel it. But when we see tragedy happen, like what happened in Nashville, And the more we're learning about the Hale household and the background at Covenant Christian School and some of the things that had been going on there in the past that perhaps Audrey Hale was referencing when she said, you know, people are going to know more about what happened here after I go in and literally get uh, die, they call it uh, suicide by cop, where someone is determined that they're going to end their life. And by doing so, they're going to end their life, uh, hopefully by shooting at police officers and the police officers would fire back. I mean, that's their hope. It's not, I'm not hoping that for anyone. Um, but here's the, the verse that has been driving me and really guiding me uh, for the past couple of days. And I hope it, I share it as an encouragement to you too, because there are going to be people who are going to ask why. You're a Christian. How could this possibly happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here's what Solomon writes in Proverbs verse eight, uh, chapter 18, verse 13. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Verse 14, the human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? And then verse 15, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. So brothers and sisters, we're on the same pilgrimage as it pertains to this story. And of course, there are other news stories too. There's been hearings past couple of days on Capitol Hill about the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, what's gonna happen with the economy, what's gonna be happening, you know, what are the predictions? Are interest rates going up or down? You know, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how important it is if you haven't contacted Dennis Wilson yet to contact Dennis Wilson. You've seen what's happened in the market for the past couple of years. The stock market hasn't been pretty. And yet if God has entrusted to you uh, resources. Maybe you've done well financially in your business, or you sold a home, you're getting ready to move, you got some extra money. Maybe a relative passed away and left you an inheritance, and you want to maximize that. Um, you could put it in the stock market, but last year the stock market went down 19.8%, and it's headed for a 22% collapse this year. So investing in the stock market means you are guaranteed, you put $100 in the stock market. Uh, statistically, the economists are telling us that, that at the end of the year, you'll have grown that money to $78. 
But when you call Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, you sit down with Dennis or a member of his financial advisory team, and they help you find ways to get as tax-free as you can in retirement, if not completely tax-free. How to maximize your investments through the CD alternative and the, uh, the 3D money account, which is a real estate investment trust alternative, and the 4D money account, which provides long-term healthcare benefits that you can't get anywhere except through these programs. And oh, by the way, when you put $100,000 in with Wilson or 250 or 500, at the end of the year, guess how much money you'll have? You'll have at least that much plus the money you've earned. So I can't stress enough how in the uncertainty of uh, that wisdom here uh, is not uncertain, but in uncertain economic times, you call Dennis Wilson at 800-696-9970 and set up a complimentary consultation. But to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. We've got some new information to share with you with regard to the Nashville shooting. And I can't stress enough how important it is to hear it with discernment, to hear it with uh, a heart that has ears to hear and is available to what God would have us learn about this incident. I can assure you this, what we saw play out on Monday a very emotionally disturbed young woman, goes back to the school where she went to elementary school, brings three weapons, opens fire on several members of the student body and faculty. There are three adults dead, three children dead. Police took her out in a hail of bullets, which was her desire. Those are the facts of the case of what happened on Monday. But the reasons now, we're starting to dig down deeper and try to find the reasons why this happened. As more information comes to bear, it might almost be enough to crush our spirits. So we're gonna listen as objectively as we can, and we're going to let the truth of what's going on ruminate in our hearts so that we might be beneficial, that we might be good stewards of this information rather than just fear mongers who jump on the internet and say, oh, well, you know what? It's all about guns and guns, 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 or it's all about transgender stuff, transgender, 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 before knowing what's really going on here and how possibly people who we hold in high regard, we might hold in less than high regard after we find out what really has been going on at that school. Let's talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, it's interesting how people on the left don't like the pro-life community bringing ultrasound machines into places like preborn clinics and showing women ultrasounds. They say it's too traumatic. Well, a woman can't handle that. There's no way she could deal with that. Well, what's really traumatic is the fact that they don't want the woman to see those four dimensional images of her son or daughter in the womb, blowing kisses at her and making the cute baby faces. And all of a sudden you see very clearly, this is a human being. I mean, from five, six, seven, eight weeks on, you can hear the heartbeat of this child. And so many women, when they see their ultrasound, choose life for their baby. That's good news. More and more bottom line listeners are helping out too by making donations to Preborn so more women can have these ultrasounds. A $28 donation provides the entire ultrasound experience for a woman going to a preborn clinic right now. Free pregnancy test, free ultrasound, and the results. Will you make that commitment? As we Linda from Tusted called in last Friday and pledged one ultrasound per month ongoing. It's only $28 a month to do that. That's easy. You spent more than that on lunch today, didn't you? 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click on the cute picture of a couple of babies at kbrightradio.com. It's the preborn site. Make your donation today.
Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Everyone, Wednesday today, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to The Bottom Line Show. We have devotionals from Robert Morris from Word and the Wor- Worship in the Word. Uh, they're perfect for uh, the Lenten season and especially for Holy Week coming up next week. Also, uh, resources from Alistair Begg and Truth for Life Ministries, 800-227-5278. And we will have a book that we're giving away in the second half hour of the program involving mental illness. Uh, it was serendipity that God had a schedule author, Katie Griffiths, to be on the program today to talk about her own daughter's experience. And when we see what the Hale family has been through in uh, Nashville with their daughter, Audrey, who goes by the name of or went by the name of Aiden and identified as a man on social media. Um, this is uh, it, to try to understand what these families are going through. And to try to figure out what would lead someone to purchase handguns legally, but unbeknownst to anybody in her family, and for the family to kind of be disconnected and disjointed. We're going to put an article up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's from the New York Post. They had the opportunity uh, once uh, Nashville Police Department went in to uh, do a to search the home and see if they could find anything else, more you know, an accomplice, anything like that. They did find a whole slew of, well, they found the other weapons that we had heard about that uh, apparently uh, were part of uh, her arsenal that her parents say they had no knowledge of. They also had this manifesto that she's been working on for several months with regard to she knew the school all too well. That's where she went to elementary school. Um, She then went on to middle school and high school, and there was a student, a fellow student of hers, I guess they played sports together when they were in middle school, that uh, Ms. Hale was actually in contact with literally on her way to the school. Uh, there was now surveillance video, of course, of her Honda Fit driving on the parking lot and her getting out of the car, blasting the door open of the main offices and walking around. And she kind of looks like somebody in a video game. For the people who are saying, well, if we didn't have guns, this wouldn't be a problem. Ah, you know what? If we didn't have video games encouraging students and younger people that this is just kind of, quote unquote, fun recreational stuff, I don't think people would seek out guns as much, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, if she didn't have a gun, I don't think she would have gotten a car. She wouldn't have gone on the campus with a machete trying to run around chasing everybody. The gun made it more expedient, no question. But when you look at the the level of video games and how violent they've become, I mean, I wrote a little bit about this in my book, Internet Protect Your Kids, but that was 2007. I mean, my goodness, what's happened in the past 16 years now is pretty dramatic. It's pretty remarkable. But, you know, a lot of misinformation has been spread, spread around. I mean, if you look at the New York Post article, you'll see some pictures of the family home. Um, They knock through the front door. So, I mean, there's a piece of plywood up there, but the home does appear to be in a certain state of disrepair. Um, When you look through the, uh, the Hales home, you also see a home of, you've been in them before, maybe you've lived in them before, where there's, you know, some nice pictures of their kids. Um, which does not, it, it, they don't appear to be all that current. They might be like high school age pictures. And here's, you know, Audrey's 28. But then you kind of see a home that's got, you know, that, you know, the organized clutter that we all have in our house, houses. And looks like the families lived there for quite some time. But mom would tell you she was a good God fearing Christian, that mom is. Mom didn't like guns and didn't like gun violence. When they found out that Audrey had purchased a gun, they insisted that she sell it. And so she did, and she bought seven more, which really does have a kind of a biblical significance of Jesus saying, you know, when the owner of the house comes home and casts out the demon, then the demon goes away and comes back with six more buddies, and they really try to overpower him. 
But the thing that I was really uh, drawn to earlier today was actually a thread I found on Twitter with regard to the Hale family and Covenant School. And I want to share it with you in just a moment. But before I do, I want to remind you, so I'm going to, of the Hope California event coming up this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. Um, my friend Stephanie Cover was the one who first made me aware of the fact that she and her husband Jim are part of the Hope uh, Orange County event that's happening at the Honda Center this Saturday. Uh, it starts at 4.30. And you can go to uh, hopecalifornia.us forward slash city and then forward slash wherever they're going to be. There's 10 different locations. They're going to be in Orange County at the Honda Center uh, in San Diego. Uh, that will be at Balboa Stadium, also on Saturday, April the 1st, 2 to 7 p.m. And then on Sunday in L.A., boy, talking about making a big splash for revival, they're going to be at the L.A. Coliseum from noon until 5 on Palm Sunday. And there are ways that you can get involved, first of all, by praying for everybody involved in the event. They're going to have music, speakers. It's going to be quite the ordeal. All the tickets are free. They booked, There's a place you can click on the button and, and see about getting tickets to go to the event. Um, I encourage you to, if the Lord leads, to make a donation to this organization to help defray the cost because they are shouldering some pretty heavy costs to have revival come to these areas. But this began with a pastor five years ago, praying and fasting and asking God, what would you have me do? It looked like he was leading him to do something that during the season that turned out to be COVID. And so it bought him a little more time to get a little more resourcing together. And um, I, it's going to be great. So Hope Los Angeles, Palm Sunday, Memorial Coliseum in LA, noon until two. Um, then you've also got uh, Hope Orange County Honda Center on Saturday, April 1st, 4.30 p.m. And then Hope San Diego Balboa Stadium uh, from two to seven. Um, it, the reason I bring up the revival part is because sometimes in the midst of some of the worst things that have happened, God does bring about revival. And sometimes when we see what's going on in the world, we look at things at face value. And I shared that verse from Proverbs 18. Well, there's two verses, actually. Proverbs 18, 13, to answer before listening is falling in shame. And Proverbs 18, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. And so I have been doing my level best over the past couple of days, as have you, I'm sure, to get the story straight with regard to what happened at Covenant Presbyterian Church, what's happened at its school, and why our hearts should break, of course, for the three nine-year-olds, or well, two nine-year-olds, one eight-year-old students who were killed. Uh, one, young, the, one of the nine-year-olds was the youngest child of the senior pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church. Uh, the other nine-year-old girl was a young lady who went, got, went out in the hallway to pull the fire alarm. She knew there was something wrong, and she wanted to alert her friends. She didn't want her friends to get hurt. And she went out, pulled the fire alarm, and caught the eye of the shooter and wound up uh, meeting Jesus face to face. And then um, the uh, third student, an eight-year-old, in addition to the school's principal, Catherine Kuntz, who was memorialized by Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife, Mary Beth Chapman. Apparently, the Chapman kids had all grown up there. And when they were going through a time of loss and, and uh, just a tender time when their daughter passed away, involved in a car accident, um, they said Catherine Kuntz was the one who was there for them. But on the other side of this break, I want to walk you through this thread that I found on Twitter that we'll also post at thebottomlineshow.com that takes a look at some legal action and a rather 
a scandalous event that took place apparently at Covenant Presbyterian Church about 20 years ago, and wondering if maybe some of what happened Monday is leftover from that scandal. We'll take a look at this coming up next as the bottom line continues. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash Coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. Contact Stephanie Cover today. Make sure you have her name and number in your contacts. Stephanie with an F, Cover as in cover, 877-214-4935. You never know when you're going to need a personal injury attorney, but these days, if you do get involved in an accident or have a slip and fall, even a dog bite, you'll need a personal injury attorney sooner than later. For me, it's Stephanie Cover. Call her today. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. It's Everyone Wednesday, so everyone who's calling in today is going to win something. We've got great devotionals from Alistair Begg of Truth for Life, Robert Morris of Worship in the Word. He's got a Lenten a devotional for Holy Week that'll be perfect for next week. Called Christina, excuse me, call, call Crystal and Teresa. I put them both together and got Christina. 800-227-5278 is the number to call. 800-227-5278. Uh, came across a thread earlier today that I'm still kind of mulling through, looking at reasons. People keep asking, what the, did those children deserve to die at Covenant Christian School? Of course they didn't deserve to die. What child deserves to die? And one of the statistics that keeps band, being bandied about is, well, you know, gun, contr gun control is necessary because gun deaths are the leading cause of deaths among children. And that's not entirely accurate. Um, if you look at the Center for Disease Control, the CDC's numbers, and you take the number that says we've got more gun deaths for kids than car deaths for kids. Um, by a hair, the first time that happened was 2020, but the CDC started counting deaths among anyone under the age of 20. Last time I checked, if you're 18 or 19 years of age, you can vote, you can smoke cigarettes, you can, um, age of consent, you can get married, uh, you can serve in the military. I don't think that qualifies you as a child. <laughs> So therefore, if you drop it down to ages under 18, 17 and younger, then there are still more children who die in car crashes than die at the hands of handguns. Accidents, by the way, are the number one cause of death of kids that are not medically related, related I mean, cancer, and that type of stuff. But when children are abused, I mean, there's a whole apparently abuse scandal surrounding Covenant Presbyterian Church, which is the uh, the, the the church that uh, is the sponsor, if you will, of Covenant Christian School. Um, this goes back to 2002. A lawsuit in 2012 alleging that Covenant, including a certain number of people who are listed by name here in this uh, in this lawsuit, 
uh, were involved in concealing unlawful child sexual abuse by a guy called John Perry. The plaintiffs say they waited until 2012 to file the lawsuit because they didn't know about this. By 2015, there were two lawsuits alleging child sexual misconduct by this man, John Perry. Uh, During his divorce proceedings, his ex-wife or soon-to-be ex-wife claimed, and I'm quoting, he had inappropriate marital conduct that led to their separation, and that's confirmed by the Arkansas Times. John Perry, at the time, was a prominent pastor. He had co-authored several books, and among his co-writers was Mike Huckabee, who was then the governor of Arkansas. The church allegedly used Perry's home as a quote-unquote safe house, based on his good reputation, for children that they believe were being mistreated by their parents. The church had an arrangement with the parents where they could remove the children from their homes, and then they placed them under the care of John Perry. John Perry apparently was then engaging in sexual abuse of the kids he was supposed to be protecting. $3 million lawsuit was filed. Um, Another family sued the church and a parishioner of the church accusing them of covering up for John Perry. And the family claims they were harassed, assaulted, and threatened for raising concerns about the church's concealment. Now, despite the scandal, the reason this isn't showing up in the media right now is because, quite frankly, um, the national media isn't covering it. Never really did. As a matter of fact, if you you have to dig pretty deep to find these court cases in the first place. So when you look at the manifesto that was written by uh, Audrey Hale, and there's the call for, hey, let's release it, let's release it. The National Police Department says, let's don't, let's don't. It's not just because transgender activists are saying, we're going to have a day of rage, which they actually did have scheduled for Saturday, April 1st, before Audrey went on her shooting spree. But now there's the possibility that this could be a whole Pandora's box of other misconduct, lawsuits, illegalities, and even prison time that involve the church and as by default, the school. So this isn't over by a long shot, obviously. But for those who are saying, well, we know what the problem is. The problem's guns, melt the guns, the kids will be safe, full full stop. Um, Well, two verses to keep in mind. Actually, three. To answer before listening is folly and shame. That's Proverbs 18, 13. Proverbs 18, 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. But then Proverbs 18, 14, right smack dab in the middle, the human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? On the other side of this break, KT Griffith joins me to talk about her experience with mental illness and her own daughter in a book called Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Well, welcome to this Everyone Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and glad to have you along. I want to jump in here before we get into our first conversation. Got a couple of great interviews lined up to share with you today. Um, but this first one is actually going to deal with a subject that's rather tender. We're talking about mental illness, and um, the uh, issue involves a, a family that's been wrestling with this for quite a while, and they have a daughter who's been homeless and then back at home and whatever. It, it's rather graphic what we're going to talk about. So if you've got young children with you, I encourage you to uh, uh, listen to the podcast or watch us on myhopenow.com when that's posted. And now let's get into part one of my conversation, author, parent, and uh, 
unfortunately, uh, now uh, expert when it comes to mental illness called KT Griffiths here on today's edition of The Bottom Line. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, going to get into a conversation that is a, a delicate subject for some, but it really is kind of an emotional roller coaster ride for families who are experiencing this right now. Uh, it's a book called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Katie Griffiths is with me today to have a conversation about this uh, journey of hers. Let's talk about it now. Katie Griffiths, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thanks for having me. Let, yes, this is, my, this, my journey's uh, long. I was going to say, we'll, we'll try to condense it into 20 minutes, but your, your journey, not only long, but also one that I'm, I'm sure I talk to a lot of people who have ministry you know, implications, and they'll say, you know, this is not a ministry I wanted. Um, you know, I, I don't know uh, anybody yeah. who looks at mental illness and says, you know, boy, I'm sure glad this is what was put on my plate today. But kind of give us a 90-second overview. Why is this topic so important to you? Well, for the long haul, I have one child, I have six children, but one child in particular, this has been a long journey. And mm-hmm. for some reason, it, it just continues, and we're still in the middle of it today. But mm-hmm. um, in the very beginning, the start of all this, there's just something that parents could be aware of to see where they are and if their child need, children need help and uh, a counseling situation. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I appreciate about this, this is uh, the way you've structured your resource, the book, Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease, which we have up at thebottomlineshow.com, is it's kind of, I want to say, bite-sized as opposed to long, you know, deep dives right. in terms of the way the chapters are set right. up. Uh, there's a reason for that. Talk about that, if you would. Well, it, actually, I wrote it like a journal. I didn't know mm-hmm. I was writing a book at the time, mm-hmm. and it just kind of unfolded into <clears> a book. And at some point in the middle of that, I knew that I was writing a book. But mm-hmm. I also want, I pictured it like an airport pickup book, something you could read very quick. You can get a little insight on certain topics and then mm-hmm. move on to another topic or put it down and pick it up another day. That's kind of was my vision in writing this. So you've got a lot of little topics in there that um, penetrate the heart. The people have been through a lot of different things when you're talking about mental illness. And I kind of touch on a lot of the basics, but I also give wisdom and encouragement all throughout. Well, that is fascinating, and especially when it reads like a journal, like the way this book does, it's a, it's got to uh, kind of feel a little invasive, a little intrusive, but at the same time, very, very informative. Katie Griffiths is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book, Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. I'm sure a lot of people who are wrestling with this in their own homes are asking the question, okay, how do I know? I mean, I, I, I'm married to a woman whom I love dearly and passionately, when one of us gets mm-hmm. ill with just like cold or flu or whatever, um, right. I'm the one who says, we need medication. Let's go check the doctor, this, that, and the other one. And right. she's the one who says, oh, it's fine. You know, it's no big deal. I, <laughs> yes. I'm sure at some point when you're dealing with a mental illness, especially as the mother of six, if you've seen kind of quirky mm-hmm. behavior in kids, you're thinking, well, is right. that adolescence? So yeah. talk about, talk our, about how you know. I agree. I think our children are the ones that are singled out. They're the sensitive ones, the one that really kind of carries this direction. Um, they're the sensitive ones. They, they pick up on everybody else, but they are also singled out as they're a little odd. Um, mm. they, they're, they are isolating. They want to stay to themselves. Or you can be bigger than life and a personality that tries to cover up their pain. So it, it, your parent really has to tune in. And I really stress listening to your child get to um, underneath some of those undercurrent of conversations to find out what's really going on in their head. 
I do think that's really important. You'll discover things like I was bullied, somebody did such and such to me, or things like cutting, which is a very hidden thing that you will never really see. And the band-aids will be hidden in the in the in the rooms. There there's just things that parents just need to be aware of to look for so that they do know that they might need help. When I think about what's happening in the lives of children right now, and especially as we're <clears throat> coming out of the pandemic, and we've we've heard about the reports that younger people especially have been facing uh, depression, anxiety, things of that nature. Is this something that you've experienced as, in terms of some uh, an episode like this might trigger something a little bit deeper, or does it cause it, do you think? It, it, well, coming from the pandemic, yes, it, it definitely is a triggering starting point for a lot of people. But for my child, depression and anxiety was hers from a very young age because mm. of something that happened in the neighborhood that, um, that she has never really exposed all to me. But because of that, she's carried these wounds. And for her, it was very deep and depression. So we dealt with, um, with suicidal ideation. We, mm. I've taken her to the hospital many times for things like that. Um, there's just been a lot of things that parents need to be aware that if your child's hibernating or staying on the computer and amounts of times that they don't want to get off, then they're trying to bury another emotion. Mm. So try to find out why they're burying their emotion into a computer and try to break through and get a communication going with your child. I'm talking with author K.T. Griffiths today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. Got a compelling cover and a, a great uh, resource to have for people who are wondering if there's someone in your family who might be wrestling with this or maybe someone who is and you're trying, trying to provide care. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. K.T., when you mentioned the... Uh, uh, the the incident that uh, led your daughter into this down this road. I, mm-hmm. I think about a longtime friend of mine from high school who is married to a woman who had a similar experience in the sense that I noticed she's a passionate uh, supporter of you know gun rights advocacy and trying to you know put stricter mm-hmm. gun restrictions out there. And I always thought, well, that's kind of weird. I wonder what happened. Well, one day she went on right. social media and shared her story. Her brother had been right. shot by a stray, uh, stray bullet hit and mm-hmm. uh, caused some uh, TBI. Wow. And next thing you know, he spent the next 20 years in drug and alcohol addiction and eventually took his own life. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's wild. Right. You know, we'll see something like that happen. And oftentimes we as parents or even grandparents will miss it. Why are you so moody? Why are you so withdrawn? What was exactly. it for you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. what was the discovery point for you in your family? I mean, obviously, this is something that happened. It was well, a big deal to her. Right. Well, for her, uh, she would lay in bed and not want to get out. And I'm not talking homework was done. The clothes were laid out for school, but she still couldn't get out of bed because Mm. her mind wouldn't shut off the whole night before. Therefore, Mm. she didn't fall asleep until the morning. And then it was time to wake up when she couldn't wake up because she's in a deep sleep. So when it it gets like that, her... um, nerve endings get really heightened and so she goes mom touch touch me and i touch her and she'd almost scream and then she goes feel my forehead and i did and it was normal but to her she was burning up she was it was uh, like she was attacked by this thing in her body that was allowing all these nerve endings to stand up so she couldn't get out of bed and then she went into it like a sleepwalking trance i hmm. talked to the doctor he says yes that's a side effect of depression and hers was more on the severe side that she would hold all these things inside and not let them escape through talking to a counselor or other directions. So we did have to get her help through many counseling situations. And we also sent her to many programs and each program helped that she learned something from each one, but it wasn't enough to mask the pain that she still has hidden inside. So we're still walking through that journey. 
I'm fascinating conversation with KT Griffiths today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Has your daughter been responsive? You mentioned to therapy camps, things like that. Any medications prescribed that have been helpful? We we have done a lot of, a lot. We've, we tried a little bit of everything as far as, mm-hmm. but nothing, we didn't go into the, um, the ones that would change her. We tried to keep it to the milder diagnoses of the meds. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, I forget the word, what I'm trying to reach for, but, um, anyway, but yes, we, we've done a little bit of all of it with definitely treatment programs. And I do think they work, they really do, but you're, but nothing's going to work unless your child is ready to change. And that's where communication mm. comes in. Be loving, be kind, listen to your child. And if you can get to that truth and trust situation in your child with their counselor or with you, you might get to results quicker. Well, this is a powerful conversation, and the title says it all. Shh. Mental Illness, The Silent Disease is the name of the book by KT Griffiths, talking about the roller coaster ride that she has been on with her whole family. And we've got a link for this book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We do have one copy of the book that we're giving away today, but it's Everyone Wednesday, so everyone who calls is going to win something. 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Part two of my conversation with author KT Griffiths coming up next as the bottom line continues. Boy, this is amazing. If you are wrestling with this issue right now, I highly recommend the book, Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease by KT Griffiths. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. She's my guest today here on the program. KT, uh, let's talk about how this has impacted your family, how it's impacted your faith, because you mentioned she is one of six children. How did the other siblings right. respond? I mean, did they were, were one of them the first ones to notice, you know, hey, there's a big change here, mom, you really ought to look into this? No, you know, they were pretty much grown and out of the home. So she was the baby mm, okay. and they're all very, very successful. So in her eyes, she could never measure up. So she always right. put herself on the bottom rung. And the children, my older, my older ones never treated her disrespectfully at all, ever. Mm, and um, so it's really with her own emotions that kept her captive because they were always willing to accept her. When they got older and they had their own children, that's when they drew the line. No, you can't come around my kids. You know, um, they want to make sure that that their kids were always in a good light, not because you don't know what's going to come out in, in situations sometimes. So that was their way of protecting their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I didn't want to interfere with that. So I would always have Christmas um, with them and I'd have another Christmas with her because I never mm. wanted her to ever feel excluded. So mm-hmm. I've always tried to make her feel welcome and it's okay. There were times that we did kick her out of the home because of her behaviors were so so bad that we couldn't allow her to stay and disrespect us in our home. Mm-hmm. So there were things that happened along the journey that um, are not pleasant, but mm. she never disrespected us for our opinion either. Hmm. That, that is really interesting. What, what about the faith journey for you? I mean, I'm sure that yeah. that played a huge <laughs> part in helping you keep <laughs> your sanity and also getting You're her right. the help she needed. Yeah. Exactly. I, in the, I've always had a faith journey with the Lord. I, I became a Christian at seventh grade in that range. Um, and so I've, I've been, I've had a lot of faith um, listener stories of miracles that happened in my family. So I'm, I've been well trained in understanding how the Lord can work. So knowing that, I always know that God has the bigger hand, and mm-hmm. I always just trust Him for that answer. Um, so my journey has been solid. 
pretty much throughout. I do say that I was on my knees a lot in the beginning, but the more I saw how God saved her life from this and from that, I mean, she overdosed three times. I mean, there's just so many things that I know God had his hand on and I've seen God move. So I have to continually trust him that he's going to, he has her in his hands, no matter how bad it looks on the outside. What have you done uh, for you and uh, those around who are helping as part of the caregiving team to take care of yourself? Because I mean, caregivers wind up, no one prepared you for dealing with this kind of thing in your family. What, What kind of resources have you been able to tap into? You do get exhausted. I mean, it is exhausting. And I think anybody can relate to me saying that word right now if you're in this. Um, But for me, I I have good friends. I had prayer partners. Um, I've been through this journey a long time. So my husband's a great support. We're very much together on our decisions, which is another thing that you have Mm -hmm. to come to terms with. You know, one of you is always going to think differently, but to present a solid faith and decision-making as solid, that's another help in moving forward because, you know, we have to pray together and work together to have the right results. Katie Griffiths is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Katie is the author of the book called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Have you ever gotten to the point, Katie? I mean, honestly, where you and your husband just looked mm-hmm. at each other and said, we're done. I mean, we've done everything we could possibly do. Oh, we have. No, at this point, we're trusting God for everything, and yeah. and I, we are done. We're we're there's no more money. There's no more. There's nothing else we're doing. This is mm-hmm. you know, like, like you're an adult now. You're on your own journey because I can't fix it. She has to right. be able to want to and work it out. But there has been a point in time when I'm like, Lord, just take me home. Let me pray with all mm-hmm. the saints up there so I can watch mm-hmm. from up there and you know pray together down here for her to have her uh, a good healthy life and she can move forward. So, you know, you get to that point where it's like, okay, God, just take me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. does get kind of a, a lot to deal with. But, you know, I always know that he's there. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have that comfort. And you'll notice I'm not laughing too much. I mean, in terms of what you're saying, because I'm resonating with it. I mean, in terms of, and I think a lot of our listeners are too, there comes that point where you say, okay, we can deal with this to a certain age, to a certain physical, you know, Mm -hmm. challenge or whatever it is. But after a while, I mean, now is your daughter living on her own? Does she have roommates? I mean, what, what is her story right now? Basically on the street. She's been on the street several times. When Mm -hmm. I say street, she's either in a hotel or not. She may be couch surfing. She might be on the street, literally. She has done all of that. So Mm -hmm. her life has been full of a lot of adventure. She's a risk. um, She likes living on that risk factor. um, Mm -hmm. And that's her choice. Has she ever... You know... Because yeah, well, I was going to ask, has she ever reached that point? I mean, if, even just for a short period of time where she said, man, I know that this thing has happened to me, but I, I don't want to live like this anymore. She has. But, you know, the, the Satan has such a strong pull because once you've opened that door for Satan, it's a strong pull to keep pulling you back into that livelihood. And, yeah. you know, she said that living on the streets like a family, that you watch out for each other. It's like it's like this little group of people. And mm-hmm. she found that comforting at, at some points in her life when she was on the street and didn't have a way back. Um, so, you know, God always shows her a way back eventually. And I'm praying that this time when this is all done, that we are totally in a different place. We'll have a, a, a good family again, you know, that where she can be a part of more things mm-hmm. and move forward. 
You have a remarkable attitude and a great spirit. KT Griffiths is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, talking about a very personal story, obviously, for her family, but one that I'm sure many Bottom Line listeners can resonate with. The book is called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten from anyone who knows what they're talking about with regard to how to take care of yourself, how to deal with your daughter in this situation? Well, I don't know how to quite answer that, but there was, um, when we went through one of the trainings as parents, there was a um, dialectic, dialectical behavior, and they teach you to, you know, take a bath, take a walk, do the normal things, go get your hair done, do the things that mm-hmm. would just relax you enough to get a good breath. My word is, though, you know, you just have to trust the Lord. You have to know that He has it, and we don't have to lean on ourselves for understanding mm-hmm. That you know we can we can depend on him. He says we can, and so and I and I'm just speaking to people that they're they're they've lost their child through suicide, and that's so eye opening and so sad. But God has that also. I just met a couple this weekend, and that happened to them, and they're they're ministering to others now that are walking through the same journey. So you know, just don't give up hope. God will pick you back up, and you will have more days in front of you. But don't give up your hope. You know, as you just were talking about don't lean on your own understanding and the way you phrased it, don't lean on yourself, I thought, well, that's physically impossible now, isn't it, <laughs> to try to lean? I mean, when you're leaning, I mean, obviously, you got a shoulder to cry on somewhere else. It's somebody else that's providing that. And so, but the idea, I would just fall into a heap if I tried to lean on my myself that way. Uh, Katie Griffiths yeah. has been ministering to us today here on The Bottom Line, talking about her brand new book. It's called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. The book has, uh, it, it's got joy along the journey, even though it's been painful, even though it's been financially and emotionally and physically draining. Is that what I'm hearing you say, KT? The joy is still there, the joy of the Lord. There is, yes. And I think that's that's the, the line, the steps that you have to take, because if you're not walking with the Lord, this journey is extremely hard. And, you know, I think the only way we can get through it is to know that we have a foundation that we know that we have, and that would be the Lord, and that would be a church, that would be a, a surroundings that you can know that there's somebody there that you can talk to, you can lean on them, you know, and uh, find a group, find somebody that can be with you walking through this journey. It's important. Katie yeah. Griffiths, wow, what is what a journey, what a story, and thank you for sharing it with us, not only uh, in the conversation today, but in the brand new book called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. We have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Katie Griffiths, where our listeners are praying for you and your husband and your whole family uh, through this situation, but thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. What a powerful resource and a compelling story. And my thanks to Katie Griffiths for joining us today here on The Bottom Line and sharing that story. You can read more about it in her brand new book. It's called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And as I mentioned, we have a copy of the book to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. If there's someone in your world experiencing this, as KT mentioned, she and her husband have raised six children. This is the youngest of their kids who is wrestling with mental illness and uh, has been experienced a trauma that uh, was more than they realized it had the impact it had on her and to the point where they've had to take some really extreme measures just to keep things safe in their home and to try to help their daughter get the help that she needs. But then there's the challenge of identifying the problem, but then also seeing if the person involved is willing 
to submit to the treatment. And boy, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Uh, this is a great book, though, and I, I know it's going to help a lot of our listeners. So um, we've only got one, unfortunately, to give away. But it is Everyone Wednesday, so everyone calls is going to get something. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Some final thoughts on this important issue of mental illness coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. My thanks again to author Katie Griffiths for joining me today here on The Bottom Line, and I commend her for sharing her family's powerful story. Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease is the name of the book. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, it, it's tough when you have a child, especially an adult child, who is wrestling with this situation. And KT's family, her youngest daughter, experienced a very traumatic event when she was younger. And it's put the whole family on a roller coaster ride in terms of trying to get her the help that she needs. Uh, but you heard her say, I mean, even to the point where they've had to do uh, separate gatherings for family times for birthdays and holidays and things like that, just because her daughter can be so disruptive. And sometimes she's living on the street or couch surfing. Sometimes she's home. That's the reality of mental illness. And I know it, it's so challenging, especially for us as Christians. You know, we see scripture verses like, you know, you'll be transformed through the renewing of your minds. And, and yet at the same time, we also understand that when there, I mean, there's sin in the world and there are problems that happen with our bodies physically, emotionally. And um, oftentimes we pray and pray that God would take the pain away or God would make things better. Um, not to be trite, but I think of the, you know, Paul wrote four letters to the church at Corinth. Two of them are recorded in the canon of scripture. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, he talks about a situation that he himself dealt with. He wrote, lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, this is New King James, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above all measures. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's no fun to tell somebody who's going through this right now. If you have a, a, a daughter or son with special needs or mental challenges, things of that nature, there isn't always a counselor or a pill or a surgical procedure or a change of diet. We want it to be, but you know, you have to look at the situation that we have in this world right now. 
and the life that we have. And we know that one day we'll all be healed. As Johnny Erickson Tata, one of the world's most famous quadriplegics, often says, I can't wait to dance in heaven. But in the meantime, what can we learn from these moments where God says, my strength is made perfect in human weakness? When God sees someone in this situation and says, this is my son, this is my daughter with whom I am well pleased, it's a tough road for them to hope. But what about for us? Maybe there's a lesson here too that we need to be learning. So KT Griffith's book, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Your last chance to call in and win this thing. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. KCBC audience, Rabbi Schneider awaits you with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. We'll talk again tomorrow. Uh, don't forget the uh, National Crawford Roundtable at 1030 and a special Maundy Thursday service here. Or no, that's coming up next week. I'm getting ahead of myself. For those who remain on the network, uh, Greg Harris through the Bible for our monthly visits is coming up next as the bottom line continues. From the studios of KBRT in Southern California, Los Angeles, and Orange County, and everywhere around, the flagship affiliate of The Bottom Line Show, I'm Roger Marsh, joined for this uh, special segment by Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Greg Harris, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Great to be with you, Roger. Thanks for having me. We appreciate these visits. Uh, they're 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 so helpful. I mean, for our listeners who like to, uh, you're becoming quite popular and through the Bible in your own right, of course, I realize it's the ministry of Dr. J. Vernon McGee, but sometimes yeah. I would imagine that uh, most of the the uh, correspondence that you get is, hey, uh, when I hear Greg Harris and Steve Schwetz on Through the Bible, reading those letters and cutting cut up, I, I really enjoy that. Talk, talk about the, the partnership that you and Steve have. I mean, I, we're going to get into some of the newer things here, but for those who, uh, uh, you know, often hear that and wonder, what happens behind the scenes, behind the scenes. You guys do a great job of keeping us up to date on the ministry that features a teacher who's been with the Lord for almost 40 years. Well, it, it's part of the joy of just how we serve at Through the Bible. And I think, Roger, you know, if there's one theme that I hope to bring into these conversations, it is what I would call realistic joy in ministry. Yes. Um, you know, not, not sugar-coated uh, oh, everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. But we we really enjoy uh, the ministry of Through the Bible. And it, a lot of it starts, it starts with the leadership um, and the relationships that we have. And it started back with Leo Carlin, who is our chairman emeritus, who is now 92 years young. Uh, mm. Leo is just I, I go up to visit him in Pasadena and his mind is just, <laughs> I've, I've, I've known him since he was 80 and he seemed really young when he was 80 and he uh, doesn't seem any older to me. You know, his, his legs are a little bit, you know, not as stable and you know, his balance, but boy, his mind is as agile as any 20 year old that I know. And, and, and that relationship then Steve and I uh, kind of look to Leo as kind of like our spiritual dad. You know, he's just that kind of guy. So many people uh, look up to him. And then so Steve and I are kind of like the two sons that have taken over the business, so to speak, the family business from Leo. And of course, Leo had the mantle placed on him by Dr. McGee himself. Right. And so there's a great sense of uh, of uh, obligation to the ministry. But also uh we just enjoy serving together and so mm -hmm. when steve and i if you ever do hear our dialogues it's a lot like you and me it's not really scripted we mm -hmm. just say hey we're going to talk together about this and that's pretty much what happens yeah it sounds like it and it really does come through the the friendship the genuine uh, 
uh, warmth and sincerity. And, and I think that is one of the many endearing parts of Through the Bible that people uh, are really enjoy and resonate with. Uh, we've talked in recent months, Greg, about what's new at the uh, at the ministry of TTB, and I'd love to kind of uh, pick your brain a little bit because a- every time I hear one of the stories about, hey, we added a new language or something like that, yeah, I'm all, I always marvel at that, and yet there's a part of my brain that says, yeah, but man, if I had something that had all 200 languages on it or whatever, I'd probably screw it up. You know, I'd hear someone speaking, <laughs> like you were talking last time we were together about people who uh, you know are from different parts of the world. I remember one time visiting St. Louis. And I was going into town for a convention. My plane got delayed. I had to wind up taking a cab because my rental car company wasn't available. It's a long story. But my cab driver was from Ethiopia. Mm. And he, it turned out, a really solid Christian guy. He and his sister had both won lottery spots, you know, to come to the States. And maybe even happier, of course, he was in St. Louis, but he was going to a Lutheran church, you know, which just made it, you know, all the more wonderful. But I could tell he was really struggling with English. And I would have loved back in 2010 to have had the app te- yes. technology that you have now. Talk about the ways that through the Bible is helping get it the whole word to the whole world in languages they can understand. Yeah, it, it's we're living in such an amazing time. And of course, you know, I, I don't have to tell everybody listening to us how many bad things are on these platforms. Yes. Uh, but yes. but let's not forget that we are now living in the uh, the time of the the most uh uh, I'm just trying to think of the right superlative to use. This the 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 smartphone has been the fastest growing uh, and adopted technology I think in the history of the world. Um, remember that Apple came out with the iPhone. I believe it was 07 or 08. Let's say 08 around then. Um, that and right. that's uh, that's only what 15 years ago. Okay. Now that that smartphone the introduction of the iphone led to the the google android and all the other smartphones that now exist so that was basically the real the real public release of this is only 15 years ago and roger uh, the the statistics that i have say that more than 83 percent of the of the people on planet earth have a smartphone in their hands incredible yeah and I mean, you know, you've traveled uh, overseas. I've traveled extensively overseas. I mean, I've been in some very remote places. I've been in uh, you know, places where there are water buffalo and rice paddies and there are nice. mountains. And I look across the mountain and I'd say to my hosts, I remember being in the Philippines and these beautiful uh, terraced rice paddies that you've seen in a National Geographic. And I'd say, how long would it take to get over there? And they'd say five hours hiking, you know, just to get to what I can see. And and imagine that now 83% of the people on the planet have a smartphone. 91% of the people have a cell phone. Okay, so there's still the what we call the dumb phones or the flip phones. So this is a technology that presents an unprecedented opportunity to get the gospel out to people. And that's what we're doing. It, it's incredible to think about the amazing technology that is available and the places you can go. I mean, when you put it that way, Greg Harris, I mean, the fact that you've got this, uh, you know, technology that will say, okay, this used to be five hour trip. This used to be two days. This used to be whatever. And now it's instantaneous. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. And that, that has happened. I I was privileged to write a a book on internet safety that came out in 2007. It was basically obsolete the day it went to press. I mean, (laughs) everything was moving so quickly, but the amount of information that is available on the internet and is transmissible through these different things. The fact that there is, I mean, I, I can't uh, overstate this enough. 
that uh, the, the fact that through the Bible's applications are so necessary, not only to com- counteract the, the lies that are happening out there, but this is where people are getting their information. This is where, I mean, this is the marketplace of ideas. If you will. Yes. And, and so, uh, the, but it's also, we have to be honest and say, it's also now we're competing with infinity. When you and I started our careers, our ministry careers, it was radio. And if you had part of the radio broadcast spectrum, oh, you yeah. you had an audience because because essentially people's attention there was a fixed pie. It was either newspapers or books or TV or radios or maybe cassette tapes, things like that. But now, when when someone has a smartphone in their hand, uh, at least in the major languages, and I want to. This is an important strategic thing for us to think about and why I'm so excited. In English and some of the major trade languages, they basically have uh, infinity. Um, in fact, I was speaking to our staff and I, I, you know me, I like numbers, Roger, you know that about me. And I oh, like yeah. to calculate things. And so I, I researched how much new content goes onto YouTube every day, every 24 hours. And mm. then I, I figured out the number of hours and how long it would take you to watch it. And basically, if you never slept, and you watched YouTube night or day, it would take you 83 years to watch the amount of content that goes onto YouTube in one single 24-hour period. <laughs> mm. Wow. So, you know, now, now, having said that, though, we, we, we don't want to miss the opportunity of getting God's Word and the teaching of through the Bible to people that really want it, okay? And so what we've done, I shared with you a couple months ago, that we have started, we launched what we called our flagship app that has, of course, the Through the Bible, Dr. McGee, English, the radio program, the notes and the outlines, all the great stuff we have here in North America. It also has the Bible available in print and audio on that same app. And then it has over 100 different languages of Through the Bible all in a single app. It's really incredible. Amazing to think about what all happens in that. And it's funny because you mentioned the audio cassette. I was remembering... A time I think probably being about eight or nine years of age when my dad brought home one and he said this is going to change the world because you can you can carry so much information on one of these tapes and yes. I thought oh my gosh look at what the app technology does to the you know the the cassette but one thing I think is so important Greg Harris and I'm really grateful that you brought this up it seems like you know we just uh, uh, a few months ago commemorated Reformation Day and I was thinking about the the role that the printing press played in the spreading of the 95 Theses and the mm-hmm. Reformation really took hold in Europe because more and more people, you know, the more Bibles were being published, they were being published in languages, etc. Whenever there is any kind of communication revolution, whatever it is, it seems like the church is at the forefront of it and takes full advantage of it. And so it makes perfect sense that the old-time preaching of Dr. J. Vernon McGee that people still think of as real-to-real or analog cassette mm-hmm. is so widely recognized in the cyber world as well and that, that you've been at the forefront of that I, I, I think that's very commendable Greg Harris well and what we're really excited about now is not only do we have that flagship app that I shared with you that has all of those amazing resources we also are we acquired a technology platform that allows us to they call it when you build an app they call it spinning up an app i don't know what that okay. what where that comes from but <laughs> yeah. sorry you'll hear me say it because my tech team is always telling me we spun up another app and so mm. as we uh, are talking today i'm looking on my on my phone i have 17 individual language apps or we call them contextualized bible apps 
and in 17 different languages, languages like Spanish, German. We have multiple um, uh, Indian languages, Telugu, uh, Malayalam. Uh, we have uh, uh, Marathi, Mali, uh, uh, Kannada is, is spelled with a K, is actually an Indian language. We have Russian, we have Assamese, Punjabi, and Urdu, and in, even Indian English. Okay, now you might say, well, Greg, you just told us you have one app that has over 100 languages. Why would you be releasing apps that only have a single language that includes the Bible in that language? in print and audio if we can get it and then the teaching of through the bible why would you do that well because often people don't want to have to sort through an english menu that that comes with a uh, hundred different languages it's easier to use it's also a smaller app that can be delivered to phones more easily can be shared more easily and so roger uh, if we have time uh, i want to tell you an amazing story of the very first app that we released and what we saw happen I'll tell you what, hold that thought. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, let's hear that story. Greg Harris from Through the Bible, the president and CEO of this outstanding ministry, is with me today here on the bottom line for our monthly check-in. TTB.org is where you find them on the World Wide Web, as that's what the WWW stands for, if you still remember <laughs> those days. Uh, more of this conversation in just a moment as the bottom line continues. You know, I'll never forget the moment I met my grandson, Isaac. It actually wasn't in the delivery room. That was the first time I held him. But the first time I actually met Isaac was when I went with his mother to her ultrasound appointment. And the ultrasound technician showed us a picture of that eight-week-old baby in the womb. Uh, you know, I encourage you to contact Preborn right now and make a donation to provide that same experience for another family. Maybe there's someone in your family who's expecting a child right now. They've had the ultrasound. You've seen the picture. You've heard the heartbeat. And you think, wow, how can I bless someone else. Studies show that 83% of the women who go to a preborn clinic and see that ultrasound either choose to become mothers and raise the children on their own or release the child for adoption. It cuts the risk of it cuts the rate of abortion dramatically. But your donations are necessary right now to get more ultrasound machines into preborn health clinics. Give a gift online when you go to kbrightradio.com and click the banner that says preborn. Cute little baby there wrapped up in a blanket. Or give a gift over the phone. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, that's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn, make a donation. Every ultrasound machine could do 250 ultrasounds per year, so give a gift right now. Greg Harris is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. TTB.org is where you find the ministry that he represents as president and CEO, and that ministry is Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Uh, Greg, before the break, we were talking about uh, technology, and you were talking about the, the languages that you are able to, not only having all of them on one app, but then also having these uh, these different apps. You were talking about the apps that you are spinning up, spinning yes. up. What was the, what was the terminology? Spinning up, yeah. Yeah. That's that's incredible. My, my kids will think I'm super hip now, thanks to what you just said. Yeah. So thank you for that. My grandkids <laughs> won't care, but the, the kids will definitely care. Talk about what you've been spinning as far yes. as apps go through the Bible. Well, what, so what we're talking about is first we spun up our flagship app that has the Through the Bible English in 100 different languages. It has the Bible. It has the teaching. It has this amazing technology. I call it Touch-A-Verse. You can touch any verse in the Bible, and it brings up the related teaching in that language. I mean, this is, this is really exciting technology for the users. But then we've, we've started spinning up uh, individual language apps. We call them contextualized Bible apps. And we have 17 of them as of this recording. Our goal is 
to get in over a hundred of these uh, uh, apps spun up. Okay, this is pretty pretty hard work that we're doing. But I want to tell you why, and I want to tie it into something else that we just talked about in our last segment. Remember how I said w- with a, when you have a smartphone and you have content you're trying to get to people, you're competing with infinity. Now. That is true of the major languages, English, Spanish, you know, uh, German, French, etc. Right. Um, but one of the exciting things about Through the Bible is we get into smaller languages where there is much less competition and there's much more interest in the language. Okay? So I want to talk to you ab- about a language called Luganda, okay? and it is spoken in Uganda. So if you just put mm-hmm. an L on Uganda, mm-hmm. you, that's, yeah. that's how you spell the language. It's called okay. Luganda. Now, Roger, there are about 10 or maybe 20 million Luganda speakers, um, and that's, that's a lot of people, but there are close to 8 billion people in the world today. So, again, because you know I'm, I'm a numbers guy and I like to calculate things, it's, it's funny uh, for all those husbands and wives out there, you know, when I start calculating out loud, my wife goes, wah, 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 because she says, you, you're like, now that's, uh, that's 8 billion and that's 10 million. And she said, it just doesn't even sound like anything. It's like a foreign language to me. Mm. <laughs> so when I start calculating, but I calculated, and what I found is that the, the Luganda speakers comprise about one to two tenths of one percent of the world's population. Okay, so we're talking about a very, very tiny fraction of the people in the world, 10 million to 20 million people. We released the first app we released was in the Luganda language. And there were some reasons we have some special partnerships with our friends there. And we really wanted to empower their ministry. But I also wanted to start in a small language and see what happened. Roger, we didn't do any marketing. We didn't do any, uh, you know, any kind of promotion. We just put it out there in the store, uh, the, the Google Play and the, the uh, Apple uh, app store and by the way do you know how many apps there are in these stores mm, I, I mean could it, even venture mil- guess. yeah it's millions there are yeah. like th- three or four million apps okay so again we're dropping this this little language in this huge ocean of the app stores uh roger as of the last report we have people in 45 different countries have downloaded the luganda app of through mm. the bible wow Wow, that is so that is so amazing to think about how God literally threads those needles that he finds yes. in haystacks. You know, I mean, yep. it's just it, to take a couple of euphemisms and put them together. Greg Harris is with me today here on the Bottom Line Show, ttb.org. Greg, the president and CEO through the Bible. And we're talking about the new technology that's uh, really being developed by, being developed for, and being run through, through the Bible. And if you've ever wondered when you hear Dr. Begee's teaching, what's going on behind the scenes. This is the behind the scenes stuff because it's important for us who are praying for the ministry, of course, and of course people are supporting the ministry as well, uh, to, to know the, the strategic partnerships that you have, Greg. And it must be rather daunting for a, an organization that has a staff of less than 10 full-time employees to look at, do you ever kind of take a step back and just say, wow, God, you're amazing at what you're doing through our ministry that's really just kind of a hub and a portal. Yeah. Oh, uh, very often. And, and, and there are some days when I say this is crazy what we're trying to do. Um, but again, somehow God makes it work. And, uh, and, and I don't want to mess that up. You know that. I've said that from the, the earliest conversations we've had seven, eight years ago. I said my first 
uh, leadership principle is the Hippocratic Oath, not the Hippocritic, the Hippocratic <laughs> Oath, yeah. which is what doctors take based on Hippocrates, and it is first, do no harm. No harm. And so we, we uh, pursue that as leaders through the Bible, and God has just been so faithful. So this Luganda app that we're talking about, a, a, a language of 10 to 20 million people or, you know, less than one quarter of 1% of the world's population. People in 45 countries without any advertising found it. Countries like Saudi Arabia, countries like Myanmar. I mean, Roger, you know, I've been doing global work for a long time. And yep. I was just amazed that there are Luganda speakers in all of these places. Wow. And so... This is why we believe this strategy is from God. And then he brought us the tech team to actually make it possible. It's incredible to think about that, Greg, with the number of people who are spreading out. Because I think the old, and I have had that old missionary ministry mentality for years, which is we're going to, the, I had friends who worked for Wycliffe Bible Translators. You go to this region, you learn how to speak this language, you then you know present the gospel to them in their own language, which they now know how to read and write, and everything goes just fine. But the fact that people are so fluid these days, you know, and that you find a place like the Lugandan language being spoken in so many different places, really the only way you can keep up is with mobile technology. And it's so encouraging to me. I know we've been inspired here at Crawford Broadcasting to really up our game when it comes to the digital technology simply because we're watching you and your ministry in total awe, just saying, wow, these guys really have something going on. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to get some final thoughts on the new things that are happening with through the Bible and ways that our listeners can uh, take advantage of some of these things to actually put these into practice. More of my conversation with Greg Harris, president and CEO of Through the Bible in just a moment as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Continuing conversation today here on The Bottom Line with Greg Harris, the President and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org. Of course, you can always reach the ministry at 865-BIBLE. Talking about the new ways, and I just gave a couple of older ways, Greg. You know, pick up the phone and dial, you know, which is, used to be the most direct way to do it. But as you mentioned in our earlier segment, if 91% of the world's population has a cell phone, then they have a way to reach you, and then using the Internet as well. Talk about some of the other ways that Through the Bible has been working. Uh, to develop the newer technologies that would make it easier for people all over the world to get the Word of God in their language. Yeah, and I know we don't have a lot of time in this segment, so I'm just going to hit the highlights, um, okay. and maybe in future conversations we can go deeper. Uh, about 10 years ago, our uh, board of directors approved a really radical project that I brought them, and it was uh, called Arabic Satellite Television. And... <laughs> 
at the time, and you've pointed this out, uh, we were known as Through the Bible Radio Network. That's actually our legal name, um, which we're trying to change so that we're just through the Bible because radio is a big part of what we do, but it's not the only thing. Well, 10 years ago, we, we put our toe in the water and said, all right, let's try this and see what happens. Well, uh, 7 million views on YouTube later, um, countless changed lives. We've had Muslim imams uh, who have watched this TV program and come mm. to faith in Christ. Uh, we had a man in Saudi Arabia who was uh, thrown in jail, subjected to 800 public lashes, which is a, a very humiliating and painful uh, punishment that they inflict on people in Saudi Arabia. This man it was described to me by our partner as a modern-day Apostle Paul. That all came out of the Arabic TV ministry. That has now grown into, we've had it dubbed into Persian or Farsi, which is the language of Iran. We've had it dubbed into Turkish, into Indonesian, into Urdu. Those languages cover the Muslim world, and we now have huge footprints with these satellite uh, TV channels. Of course, it's on YouTube. Of course, it's on social media. All of that came from our board's willingness to say, sure, we'll try a different way to get Dr. Mm -hmm. McGee's teaching to people. Yeah. It's amazing how when you come to the Lord with open hands and ask for God to place something there or to give you the opportunity to grasp them, uh, even a venerable ministry like through the Bible that's been around for decades that says, okay, here am I, send me. Uh, it's amazing how God responds and uh, and answers and blesses that calling. And uh, we're so grateful, Greg Harris, that we could play a small part on the terrestrial radio side and now on the podcasting side as well. Heck, we even have a couple of videos up with uh, Greg Harris and me having All conversation right. of my hope now. <laughs> how cool is that? And people that's say, awesome. you guys use the same microphone. We're like, yeah, yeah, actually we do. We're, that's how tight our friendship is. That's right. That's right. Not, not, we don't share the same microphone. No, 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 covered, no. Right. That, yeah. that would be a little too do off. No, anyway. that, that, that would cross the bounds of our friendship, I think. I think it, it yeah. certainly would, but it's always <laughs> great to have these conversations. 865BibleTTB.org. Get the app. Make sure, whether it's Google Play, the App Store, wherever you get it, and take a look at the technology that is available for taking the whole word to the whole world through the ministry of Through the Bible. Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Always a joy. Thank you, Roger. Love these conversations with Greg Harris, the president and CEO of Through the Bible, ttb.org is how you contact them. And uh, it's great to find out. I mean, there's so many exciting things, and especially here in the Southland. Um, the next time Greg and I get a chance to get some studio time together, I'm looking forward to talking to him about a new initiative that they're looking uh, forward to uh, uh, introducing that would actually bring uh, Dr. McGee's teaching and a lot of his original uh, letter issues to um, uh, Biola University. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun because of Dr. McGee and the Bible Institute of Los Angeles kind of coming out of Church of the Open Door. And uh, for me personally, I, I don't mind saying this. I mean, I, I don't talk about it that often, but when my great-grandfather, James Edward, emigrated to the United States from Scotland, the first job he ever had here was working. He was a handyman. He was a nurseryman, uh, worked in the field, worked with his hands. And uh, one of the first jobs he had was he worked for Lyman Stewart. Now, if that name doesn't ring a bell, let me refresh your memory. Uh, Unical 76. Yeah. Lyman Stewart was the founder and chairman of Union Oil Corporation. And Union Oil, ironically, it changed their name to Unical. 
um, remember the Union 76 thing, uh, was a huge benefactor of Church of the Open Door and the Bible Institute of Los Angeles, which is where you get Biola, first college and then university. And uh, so kind of the Biola, Open Door, Through the Bible thing is kind of in my family's DNA. And uh, so I get excited about Through the Bible, easily the most popular. I mean, we've got some great ministries here on the uh, Crawford chain, but when it comes to uh, response from listeners in terms of support and prayer, Through the Bible is top of the heap, and we are routinely in the top three stations for them, KBRT is, all across the country. So I encourage you uh, to pray for the ministry of Through the Bible, support them financially, and listen to J. Vernon McGee and Through the Bible every weekday here on KBRT. KCBC and all of our affiliates. Have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget tomorrow, it's coming up for National Crawford Roundtable Podcast Day. That's coming up tomorrow on as part of a very special edition of the Bottom Line Show. So join us again then.